0: Hebrews chapter one. We are on a quest through the book of Hebrews. We're going to go topic by topic. Hey preacher, we've spent three or four weeks in chapter one already, and I haven't got first past the first eight verses. I know, but it's power packed. Amen. And uh, we're going to get through a little bit more here. I think I can help you uh, tonight. We're going to talk about he the book in the book of Hebrews and angels. All right angels, not Charlie's angels, Hebrews' angels, amen? Some of you old-time, what was that? Indeed, you too, because you knew what I was talking about. So anyway, Hebrews chapter 1, we're going to read several verses here, so keep your Bibles open and get yourself ready here. Verse number 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who being in the brightness of his glory, in the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Anybody want to guess who that's talking about? Jesus. Amen. Now watch this. Being made so much better than what? The angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, for unto which of the angels, excuse me, said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he uh, bringeth in uh, the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Skip down to verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies my footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits? Notice that statement. Ministering spirits. Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Now, uh, let me help you tonight. There is much these days uh, to say uh, in the world about angels and ghosts and spirits and all kinds of things. Lost man has a dead spirit. Spirit. You have to understand something. The unsaved man longs for spiritual things because his spirit is dead. Now, watch this God put into the heart of man the desire to be spiritual because God made us body, soul, and spirit. And with that spirit missing, man knows something is missing. Now, man, once again, because of sin, perverts what God made for him. There are some who believe that Jesus was just an angel. The Mormons and Jehovah's false witnesses believe that. They believe he was an angel. He was not the the Messiah. He was just another of the archangels like Lucifer. Uh, Matter of fact, the Jehovah's Witnesses will tell you that he and Satan were brothers. That's why I call them the Jehovah's False Witnesses. And that's what they are. Some believe that when children die, they become angels. I hate to disappoint you. That's not true. There's so much wrong teaching about this. By the way, that's why the fascination in the world and in Hollywood about uh, ghostbusters and ghost finding and spiritual things and uh, there's all kinds of shows and people out there. You can hire people to see if your house is haunted or if you've got spirits living in your house. Uh, people are weird. Oh. The windows weren't open and the curtain bristled, so it must be a spirit. No, it happens. Have you ever heard of a draft? Uh, Well, uh, my loved one died and I swear, I I know they were here. I saw them. I heard them. No, that's bad pizza before you went to bed. Because ain't nobody in heaven wanting to come back to this place. I hate to tell you that. But look how much money is spent, and it's in the billions with a B, on people trying to find something that is a spirit. It is amazing how much money is spent on that. Uh, horoscopes and witchcraft and wizards and palm readers and seances and all those things. You say, preacher, that, that's not all, yeah, it's all, it's all wrapped around Spirituality. Now, I want to take God's words, not man's bad teaching. How about we forget what man teaches and just see what God has to say? And I want to show you truth tonight. I'm going to make a few strong statements here, not that I've ever done that before. I really don't care what the lost world or the religious world says or what they think. I really don't. I care what God says. Let God be true and every man a liar. Uh, I trust God and the word of God over man and man's religion any day. Let's face it. Sinful man is pretty stupid. Especially when it comes to the things of God and spiritual things. Look how man has messed up getting saved oh you got to join the church you got to get dipped in water you got to get water poured on your head or splashed in your face or you got to buy candles and pray the beads through mother mary and you got to go through catechism or cataclysm or whatever it is classes and you got to uh you got to uh, pray for uh through the saints and you got to do all and you got whoa that's man's perversions that's not what god said So why should we trust what man says about spiritual things when he has a dead spirit? Why should we care what religion says when they don't even preach salvation so they have a dead spirit? You see, even back in the book of Hebrews, back in the late first century, think through this for a second. When this was given to man, the people in the world were trying to explain away Jesus as just an angel. That's what we were reading about. They said, look, uh, God says in the book of Hebrews, I sent my son, the only begotten, the first begotten. If it were an angel, he said, I told the angels this, but I said of Jesus, he was God. You see, they were trying to explain away the life of Jesus as that of being an angel. See, they had Jehovah's false witnesses back then, too. Uh, You see, (laughs) they, they had a hard time explaining the resurrection. Up from the grave, he arose. They had problems with that. An unsaved man is always going to try to use his unsaved mind to reason away or explain jesus the wrong way say why because he does not want to come to the knowledge of the truth that he needs a savior and that he's not good enough to be his own god plain and simple so let me jump into the study tonight number one angels were created beings before man Angels were created beings before man. Now everybody look at me for a second here. I'm not going to take time. Later you can. Go back to Genesis chapter 1 later. And look how God created the earth. And when he gets down to the animals, he said, And of the four-footed beasts, he created them after their own kind. And the fowl of the air after their own kind. And of the insects after their kind. Everything is about after its own kind. That's why you can't cross use animals in nature. Did you know if you have a dog and a cat and one needs a blood transfusion, you can't take the blood from a dog and put in a cat, you'll kill the cat too. Say why? Because they're not of the same kind. There's other ways to kill cats, too, but we won't talk about that right now. Amen, Brother Jim? (laughs) Oh, preacher, the Hebrew word for cat is target. Amen? Just don't forget that. (laughs) You have to understand something. You can't, just like you can't put animal blood in a person. That proves we didn't come from monkeys. You can't put human blood in a monkey and the monkey make it. Everybody doing okay? You see, you say why? Because it's not after the same kind. So, if God created the world that way, what do you think creation was like before the world? God made angels. He had cherubims, he had seraphims, and he had angels. That is what was in heaven. And they were made after their own kind. So, let me ask you a question, class. If we can't change what kind we are here, by the way, neither can the sodomites, no matter what, my, what amount of surgery That's they right. do. Right. If we can't change kind here, what makes you think that if you die, you're going to become an angel? That would be changing life forms. That's changing kind. It's like saying when your dog dies, it becomes a horse. No, it becomes a dead dog. The angels were created beings, and man and babies don't become angels when they die. We aren't a new creation when we die. Take your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to use our Bible some tonight, so lick your finger and stick it in somebody's ear or do whatever. But Matthew chapter 25, Loretta, don't stick it in Miss Kim's ear. Matthew chapter 25, I want to show you something here. Look at verse number 41. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his what? Angels. Oh, so hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, correct? Hell was created before man was created. The fall of the devil happened before the creation of earth and the creation of man. How do you know that? Turn to Isaiah chapter 14. Who was it that came to Eve and Adam in the Garden of Eden? It was Lucifer. After he had already been condemned because of the fall in heaven, correct? Look at Isaiah chapter 14, starting in verse number 11. Thy pomp, speaking of Lucifer, is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations?' For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like thee most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof. That opened not the house of the prisoners. Wow. Notice all that took place prior to the creation of man. Because he had already been cast out of heaven before man was created. Because it was Lucifer, it was the devil, who tempted Adam and Eve to be their own God in the Garden of Eden. According to Genesis chapter three, correct? All right. Take your Bible. Turn to uh, keep your finger there in Isaiah uh, six or fourteen, and turn to Revelation chapter twenty. Uh, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter one. Revelation chapter one. Now I want to show you something here. I'm going to have you look back at Isaiah fourteen in just a second here. Look at verse number thirteen in Isaiah fourteen again. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the what? Stars, stars of God. Correct? Okay, remember that statement the stars of God. Turn to Revelation chapter one. Look at verse number twenty one. Uh, look go back to verse twenty. The mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the are the seven churches. Wow! So those stars are talking about angels, correct? Yes, sir. Now that's not a type; that's a fact. I don't get into typology and numerology and, well, this is a symbol of this. And if God said it is, it is. If not, that's just man thinking it is. But when God uses the same terminology in Isaiah 14 as he uses in Revelation chapter 1, and both are in reference to the same thing, guess what? It means something. So the stars are the angels here in Isaiah 14 as well as in Revelation chapter 1. It's not talking about the little do-jiggers that are floating around in space right now and you go out and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star. It was a representation because they were angels of light. Now look at me, Lucifer was an archangel. What does that mean? There were three original archangels. You had God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then you had Michael, Gabriel... And Lucifer. Lucifer chose to sin. And those angels that followed him, we do not know if it was one third. We assume it is, but we don't know. But there was a there was a enough of the angels that were around him that followed him in his sin, and God created a place called hell for them, Matthew chapter 25. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. The angels that followed him. And at one time, Lucifer was (laughs) one of the top uh, three most powerful beings in the universe outside of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. By the way, probably the most powerful of the three. I could take you to the book of Daniel and other places showing you that, uh, Michael and, and Gabriel had to war with the devil and it took weeks before they could come with an answer. He was, took on two of them and was whooping on them. By the way, you're no match for the devil. Neither am I. None of us in here have faced the devil personally ever one on one. You lose. Eh, game over. You see, the fall of Lucifer comes before man was created. Since angels are created, listen to this statement. Jesus could have never been an angel because he is the creator. He is not the created. Angels are created beings. Jesus is the creator. Uh, do you have Genesis chapter 1? Let us make man in our own image. Who's God talking to there? God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, right? All right. John chapter 1. Turn back to John chapter 1 with me really quick. John chapter 1. I've quoted these verses scores of times from behind this pulpit. In the beginning was the word, capital W, and the word was with God, capital W, and the word, capital W, was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him is life. The life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 14. And the word, capital W, Right? was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that means this, Jesus was present at the creation. We were created in his image. He is the creator and he is the word of God. By the way, that proves he was at the creation because God spoke words to create. By the word of his mouth, all things consist. So Jesus could not have been created when he is the creator. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1 again. Go back to the book of Hebrews. Much of the night we'll spend here in Hebrews, but uh, we're going to flip around a little bit as we get into this. Just a little bit more. Everybody doing okay? All right. Looks like y'all are half dead tonight. Hebrews chapter one, we read in verses four through seven about the angels and how God said that Jesus was greater than the angels. To not one angel did he say, You are my only begotten or my first begotten. To none of the angels did he say, did he say, uh, sit down here, put, make thy enemies thy footstool. Matter of fact, he says in verse number 8, But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, and thy scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Nowhere do you find an angel ruling outside of Lucifer in hell. That's it. Look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 16. For verily... He took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. God said, I chose for Jesus not to come as an angel. I chose for him to come as a man wrapped in human flesh. say, why? Because he didn't have to change life forms. Jesus did not come to earth to be man. He came to earth to put on flesh that could die. He had to be robed in flesh. And the word was made flesh, not man. Because remember, we were created in his image. Jesus has always been the man part, so to speak, of of God. We were created in his image. But Jesus could not die in his heavenly body. He had to be robed in flesh that could die so that he could be the Lamb of God. He came to Bethlehem's manger not to be man, but to be flesh. It's interesting. Oh, he came to earth to be man. No, he came to earth to be flesh. He already was man. He was the God man. And we were created in his image. So, angels were created long before man was. How long, preacher? When you get to heaven, you can ask God, I don't know. He didn't tell us, it don't matter. Well, I want to know. When you get to heaven, you can find out. And you keep asking me, you'll get there faster, amen? So you tell my kids. All right, number two. This is the part that I'm, I'm excited about. Man was made lower than the angels. Look at Hebrews chapter 2 again. Look at verse number... Let's start reading verse number 5. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But in one certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thine hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels. When was that? When he became flesh in Bethlehem's manger. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. See, Jesus was not come in the form of an angel. He came in the form of man. say, well, where was this talking about? Preacher, go to Psalm 8. Go to Psalm 8. Hebrews chapter 2 quotes Psalm 8. This is Psalm I... I quote very often myself, uh, a lot of times when I'm out hunting or I'm out early in the morning looking at the sunrise or something, a lot of times I'll quote Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which I was ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the Son of Man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and with honor. Thou madest him have dominion over the works of the, thy hands, and thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep, all oxen, yea, the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and that whatsoever the paths pont through the paths of the sea, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Notice God gave man the earth to rule, not angels. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing. The Bible does say that man and angels can eat the same food. Psalm 78, verses, uh, verse 25, says that God gave the children of Israel manna, which was angels' food. Look at Psalm 78 real quick. Verse number 25. Man did eat angels' food, he sent them meat to the fool. Hmm. Angels' food was manna, according to verse 24. And it had rained down manna upon them to eat. He had given them the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. Guess what? We might get to eat manna when we get to heaven. Find out what it really was. I think it's funny. The Hebrews are going to eat it again, too. They hated it for 40 years. They're going to eat it for eternity. Nah, 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 nah. I complain now. So... Uh, Man and angels can kind of coexist a little bit, but they're not the same creatures. Uh, People can interact with angels. I am not going to exhaust this. We're going to look at about four different passages. Hang on with me. Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. Look at verse number one. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, and he said, Behold, now my Lord's turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, uh, and wash your feet. And you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. Now notice, they were eating people's food. Now, this is when uh, Lot finds these two angels, they come to him, and it is these two angels that tell Lot, you got to get out at first light in the morning, or God's going to rain hell, fire, and brimstone down on Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's going to burn up, get whoever you can from your family gathered together. And the Sodomites were banging on the door all night long, asking Lot to let these two men come out so they could defile them. being as kind as I know how to say it. The perversion of Sodom was so bad. And the angels literally had to drag Lot and his wife and his two daughters out. The rest of his children that were married and gone, they laughed at Lot and would not leave. These two angels were literally dragging Lot and his family out of Sodom to spare their life and they went kicking and screaming. Now I want you to notice man and angels were conversing and talking and, and being much the same. They weren't so different from regular people. Does that make sense to everybody? Alright, uh, go to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. Look at verse number twenty-four, and that doesn't look right. Uh, Hang on here. It might be nineteen. Twenty-four through thirty-one. No, that's not what I was looking for. But anyway, let's go to Judges chapter 6. Let's go to a different one. I'm not going to spend time on it. Judges chapter 6. What I was looking for is Balaam. Uh, Balaam talked to an angel. What is it? Numbers 22. That's probably what I did wrong. Uh, Numbers 22. Balaam talked to, uh, to an angel that stomped, stopped his donkey in the road that smashed his foot. Remember? The angel was there and he was interacting with that angel. Then you have Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Folks, if you got interrupted while you're working on sermons as much as I do, you'd understand. Amen. Uh, Judges chapter 6, look at verse number 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah. That's not the fat lady on television, it's not Oprah. Uh, sat in Ophrah uh, that pertained unto Joash, the Abbaezerite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then has all this befallen us? And where be all the miracles which our fathers told of us, saying... Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord hath forsaken and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites? And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in thy might, shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Here is here's Gideon talking to an angel. Now, by the way, Gideon was hiding. He was trying to get food and hiding it from the enemy. He was hiding from the Midianites. Now he's talking to an angel. And we're not going to take time to to develop that. Go to Matthew chapter 28. This is just a few places in the Bible. I could show you dozens. But Matthew chapter 28. Look at verse number 1. Matthew chapter 28 verse number 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to draw toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. The angel answered and said unto the women, fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen. And he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, and there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. Now. You have Mary Magdalene and and the other Mary that find this angel who came down, opened up the sepulcher where Jesus' body was at the resurrection morning. All the guards are standing there like dead people because they're scared to death, and these angels are talking to these women. I think that's funny. There's just something funny about that story to me. All these tough soldiers are scared to death, literally panic-stricken, and the angels are talking to two little ladies. (laughs) I don't know why I find that funny, Brother Scott, but I do. But again, you have this interaction between angels and humans. Matter of fact, turn to Hebrews chapter 13. I'm not going to get spooky. I have some preacher friends that, in my opinion, get borderline spooky with this topic of angels and I I just don't do that, but Hebrews chapter 13, look at verse number 1 and 2. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. That doesn't mean that, well, I know I saw an angel. You probably didn't. You wouldn't know an angel if you saw one. Hallmark can't do it. You don't know that poor bum on the side of the road that needed help may have been an angel one day and it was God saying if you would help him. It could be that crabby person in line somewhere that instead of you cussing them out, they needed somebody to encourage them. We have no idea who we interact with. And what God's teaching us is, let's treat everybody the same. Brother Hiles used to have a statement he would say often. He had a radio broadcast for many years, and he would end the radio broadcast this way. Be good to everybody because everybody's having a tough time. You know, if we would just treat everybody that way. You know, I treat lost people the same way I treat safe people. I treat business people the same way I treat street people. I treat everybody with the same type of kindness. I treat my enemies that way. Say, your enemies? Yeah, my enemies. You say, why preacher? (laughs) I don't know which ones are angels and which ones are demons. So what's the difference? it's not on on me what they do with it, it's on me what I do with it. I'm accountable for me. I'm accountable for my attitude. I'm accountable for what I say and do. What they do with it, that's between them and God, not between me and them. (laughs) I don't believe that uh, you had an encounter one day and it was an angel and you just knew it. I have a feeling you may never know. Probably that one that you think was ooky spooky was the angel. Probably wasn't. Just some weirdo. Everybody doing all right? But we don't know. I believe we have been in the presence of angels more times than we could count in our life. We just don't know. Number three. Let's get away from the spooky stuff. Amen. And by the way. I'm fixing to make a few statements here that, if I'm successful, it'll, it'll slap a few of us around into thinking biblically and not uh, historically. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 again, verse number 13. But to the which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstools. Now, watch this. Verse 14 is the key. Are they not... All ministering, what's the next word? Spirits. Spirits. Capital S or small? Small. Oh, so it's not the Holy Spirit, right? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. You have to understand something. Angels are there for one reason. They're ministering spirits. They are messengers in the go-between between between God, the Holy Spirit, and... And us. They don't work on our command. They work on his command. This is where I'm going to cross the line with some of you. There's no such thing as everybody has a guardian angel. I know you're disappointed. God knows as rough as I've been in life. I probably went through a dozen of them already. Saved people have the word of God and the Holy Spirit. You don't need anything. If you needed anything more than the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Then God's not able to do what he said he could do. He may bring answers back and forth by which of use of angels. But you don't have one that's guiding and protecting you. Because mine's pretty stupid with some of the things I've done if he has. I don't know how many concussions I've had in my life. Don't blame everything on that. Uh, But uh, there's no such thing. There's no place in the Bible that says everybody has a guardian angel. Everybody doing okay? Well, it said of Jesus that the angels had charge. Yeah, Jesus had charge of the angels. He was God. Oh. Hang on, I'm going to show you something else about this that'll make your socks go up and down. The angels are the messengers and servants for God. Now watch this. The demons are the or the evil spirits are the angels that fell with Lucifer. They also can interact with man. say yeah I've got a mother-in-law no uh turn to Acts chapter 19 Acts chapter 19 before I get in too much more trouble Acts chapter 19 look at verse number 13 (laughs) let's start reading in verse number 11 and God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul so, from, uh, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, or aprons, and diseases departed from them. And what? Evil spirits went out of them. Then a certain vagabond, Jews, exorcists. Those are people that deal in witchcraft, getting rid of bad spirits. Took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure thee by the by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons, one of one Skeva, a Jew, the chief of the priests which did so. Watch this. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know, but who are ye? the man in whom evil the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded now i want you to notice something the evil spirit knew who jesus was he knew who the man of god was you see <laughs> they know where they can and can't go I'm going to show you something here in a little while. Demons have more sense than an unsaved man. They know who Jesus is. They know his power. And by the way, the evil spirit world is a real thing. That's why I don't think it's wise to play with evil spirits, whether it's on a video game or in Harry Potter or Disney. It's dangerous. I know. I said the D word, Disney. Yeah, I did. And we're finding out what Disney really is all about now these days. Everybody got mad at me 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago when I was preaching against it. But guess what? Mm Mmm. Now they're eating so much crow it tastes like chicken. Say why? Because they've been able to mask it for a while. There's no masking anymore. It's very unwise to play with evil things. Most of you would say, I'd never have a Ouija board in my house, but I guarantee you have just as much demonology or more on your video games as you do in a Ouija board. Forces of evil versus the forces of good. Where are they getting their power? Turn to Mark chapter 1. Now that I made a bunch of people mad, just ruined your day. Let me ruin it a little more. Mark chapter 1, look at verse number 23. Mark chapter 1, look at verse number 23. Oh, I love this. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, I want you to notice the next statement. Let us alone. Folks, I've seen people that are possessed by demons a few times in my life. Honestly, I hope it never happens again. I've heard multiple voices coming out of one body simultaneously i've seen people picked up and thrown across the room it's not something that you play around with i don't talk about it because it gives me the creepies but it's real and i want you to know what it says here and it said let us alone what have we to do with thee thou jesus of nazareth art thou come to destroy us I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. They were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirit's And they do obey him. Skip down to verse 34. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases. And cast out many devils. And suffered not the devils to speak. Because they knew him. How did they know him? From heaven. They also knew he was the holy one of God. And he told him, hush up, don't you say anything. Say why? <laughs> he, he didn't want the rest of the world to understand fully yet what was coming. Because they all knew they had to obey him because he was God. By the way, if the chief priests would have seen it, they would have understood Jesus was God. But Jesus had to make it to Calvary. You see, just because people believe there is a God doesn't mean they're saved. The devils believed and trembled. But they called him by name. It's amazing that demons have more sense than lost people. People are always fascinated with angels. May I say something? You don't pray to. You don't pray for an angel to help you. Use the Bible and the Holy Spirit. Angels are God's assistants to use as he wants. Let him deal with it. Say, but preacher, I'm interested in it. Don't get so interested in them. How about you get interested in living your life the way you should? Don't worry about somebody else's job. Uh, if God chooses to use an angel to carry out a duty, you're never even going to know till you get to heaven. You really won't. So don't worry about it. (laughs) You say, well, is is Brother Steve an an angel? Fallen one. (laughs) He's been waiting all night for it to come. Every time I start shooting, he's like, (laughs) wait a minute. Uh, You'll never know, so don't worry about it. Don't get all spooked out, weirded out. Don't be like these people with their little... Dude jiggers trying to sense spirits and uh, trying to find ghosts and everything else. Good night. You know, man needs to get saved, get born again. He would have all the spiritual life he would ever want. He won't have to look for it with a Geiger counter or whatever they call those dude jiggers. You say, why? Because if they just get born again, they don't have to go looking for a spirit. They'll have the Holy Spirit and their own spirit Back. That's the key to it all. Every head, battery, eye closed, I'm done. It's an interesting Bible study. But I wonder how many of us are playing with the wrong spirits. I wonder how much entertainment we have that's around the wrong spirit.